All right, uh, here with Mike, founder of Splore. Uh, Mike, why don't you tell us a little bit about what Splore is? Uh, well, first, what's your background um, before founding Splore? Yeah, um, I was a high school math teacher for the past five years. Most recently founded a expeditionary learning high school in uh, Grass Valley, which is a super cool model of cross-curricular project-based learning where the biggest challenge that I had was in connecting um, or having a classroom that was pre-algebra through pre-calculus all interacting with these cross-curricular projects with the rest of their school through whitewater rafting or 100-mile hikes in the Sierras um, or pond restorations. Um, and so I really had to use the tools of personalized learning, like Khan Academy, et cetera, and make them work in a really active learning environment. Um, and before that, I was uh, I built an engineering department at North Tahoe High School. Um, because educationally, I was an electrical engineer at UC Davis, and then shifted to, to education from there. And, so, and, 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 and after leaving the classroom, uh, left the classroom because of the potential of what I saw in learning in my life. So big educational background, lots yeah. of experience in teaching and working one-on-one with, with students. Yeah. Um, any previous ventures as an entrepreneur? Um, I guess I've always been a little entrepreneurial. Uh, in college, I started a water ski and wakeboard school because we needed to fund our own water ski and wakeboard uh-huh. habit. Um, really, the, the concept of, of this doesn't exist, let's make it exist. Uh-huh. 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 kind of grew up with it. Okay, and so that was the same kind of issue or, or uh, situation in which you started Splore. What, tell us what Splore is. Yeah. Um, so Splore connects people to learn from each other. And our main product is Scale, um, which connects, which helps retail sales companies to grow by connecting employees and sales reps to practice sales skills. Um, in a manual pilot with a wireless retail outfit, they connected the eight lowest performing employees and the eight highest performing employees for weekly practice sessions and had an 80% increase in revenue. Wow. And so Spore is working to take that same concept and scale it to their whole organization so they can close gaps between the experts and the novices to increase performance for everybody. Is that done through an app, or how does that work? Yeah, it's done through a mobile app. Um, we uh, so during their downtime, in so we're focused on wireless retail sales for a lot of reasons, but um, they have about thirty percent of their time is downtime. There's no customer oh, wow. in the store, and so they grab their phone instead of cruising Facebook, they go to Explore and connect with somebody either um, to teach something that they're an expert in or to learn something that they. Um, are ready to learn. And how was the development of this? You had the idea, obviously, from your experience teaching in the classroom. Yeah. Um, how did the idea? How did you go from that idea to where you're at now with with focusing on wireless retail sales? It's a really exciting question. I think the entrepreneurial <laughs> journey is always um, always exciting for a lot of the, because you never know where it's going to go when you mm-hmm. when you launch it. Um, in the classroom, it was I had this immediate need. And I wasn't scared of, of building a solution for it, so I started getting into learn about it. Um, the, what it took for me to launch into, to dive into it full-time was enough people saying, I want to help. Yes, good idea. What can I do? Because um, otherwise things, I think things tend to, tend to fizzle. And so I connected with a friend, um, George Locally, who wasn't an engineer, but could, but, but was has had more experience to be able to start to build the app and then um, connect with a with a software engineer 
in San Francisco who's like, let's build the first prototype. So I had watched it in my classroom, saw kids really come alive when they weren't required just to sit down and shut up and listen mm-hmm. to me teach, but they get, got to share their expertise and have conversations that weren't just group work for group work's sake. I don't know if you remember group work as a kid in school, but yeah. most of the time it was pretty terrible. Like, build <laughs> yeah. this poster or yeah. like, watch someone else yeah, build this yeah. poster. But here, someone really needed your help. You were the only person who could help this person. So it was real authentic communication. Um, and learning accelerated. So left the classroom saying, every single school needs this. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going door to door. I'm going teacher to teacher. I'm going publisher to publisher. Um, and while there's some excitement like this will be wonderful one day teachers in general are still owning most of their classroom uh-huh. um, to, to make a large shift takes a teacher who, who's got the autonomy from their school and, and, and so a lot of times they don't and a, a school to make the shift has to be able to tell a teacher right. here's how we're going to teach from now on and that's not right either yet but when you go to into adult learning or to a to a company who's got a training need and you're telling them that here's a solution that will help people learn more, will be easier for you to roll out, um, and will engage your employees in their learning process. It's kind of easy. It's, it's so that, was easy a, that was a significant pivot. You, yeah. you pivoted from focusing on teachers in, in classic K through 12 yeah. uh, schools and pivoted to um, basically corporate training, right? Mm-hmm. Um, was there, did you get a certain amount of traction or, or a not traction in the in the K through 12 environment, and you decided, okay, let me look for something else. Or had you already seen some possible traction in the training in in the retail sales? Um, both were in parallel. Okay. So in the classroom, the conversation started based on the need to. I had students who were learning math at a level that their county couldn't teach them. So, uh, so a, a high school sophomore who did four years of math in her ninth grade year. And then was ready to, to she, she was beyond what Sierra College, the local college in Nevada City, could offer. So we started talking to, um, to folks in industry to connect her using Splore to teach. And they said, wait, we want this too. And that momentum and the ability to say, we can roll this out today. And we, can roll, and we want to roll this out to everybody. And we have that large network. It's, it's a network-based solution, right? It gets more powerful the more people who are on it. And the only constraint is that you need people who are working on learning the same thing. And, uh, and, and so retail has this standardized, we, we need to all learn how to do this thing really well. And there are 6,500 of us in the company. So that's, that's how that transition happened. Um, still playing in schools, and it will continue to have that live in the background of what we're doing probably forever, hopefully forever. Um, but as far as how we go to market and where we're focused right now to build a company, um, the, the enterprise world is adult learners are ready to transition more quickly. We can build the technology to actually work for them. So let's talk about where, what stage you're at. You've got at least a, an MVP out there that's working, that's, mm-hmm. that's in being used by uh, some retail uh, wireless providers. Um, what, uh, what's next? What's, uh, what's the next step for you guys? Learning from it, right? Learning, okay. Um, so, so Build, as, measure, learn. Exactly. Um, I'm saying the same lead startup visualization that you are right now. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, yeah, if we don't... A learning concept can be wonderful in theory, but if it's not engaging and people don't use it, first of all, they won't learn. Second of all, we won't learn. Mm-hmm. So right now, it's just get put it in the hands of as many people as possible mm-hmm. so that we can see, first of all, how they use it. This so is validated we, learning if you're, if you're reading the lead startup stuff, right? Exactly. Um, but I guess that, that in, even... With two bottom lines, uh, three bottom lines, but two bottom lines of 
Um, we need this to, to grow, but we need it to be effective. But it needs to be used first. Mm-hmm. Um, the effect of this, like no one's questioning the merits of mentorship or of practice or of peer feedback. Like those are all ingrained, like nodding your head, like this is part of why we come to one million, cu- yeah, one million yeah. cups and throw our ideas out there. Um, but it needs to be engaging and people need to come back to it. 19-year-olds in retail sales outfits who are busy and their friends standing next to them and they could go, sometimes video might be easier or less social risk. There's a big sociology component to like, mm-hmm. I'm going to start a conversation with someone random somewhere else in the country. Um, we're early, in early learning, we're pretty excited that um, the concept of structured conversations tends to bring people out of their shell a little bit more like I'm going to connect with someone but we're not just going to like stare at each other and think about what we should talk about we have a specific goal it's not a three hour conversation it's it's 15 minutes is there um, a standard script or something that's provided it's not not a script but um, in education we call it scaffolding we, we, we build the structure so that because um, as we blur the line between teacher and student we've got non-professional teachers who are learning to teach well and so we're providing like the structure. Uh, I guess I still want to keep, want to use the word scaffolding, but like cards to say like introduce yourself. Uh, what, what do you know? What do you need to know? Let's practice some. Um, and but wanted to still keep it open ended, especially early, because the more we the more we structure, it, the less we can learn about what actually what, what is the most effective. Uh, All right, so you, so you're actually doing some measuring and, and, and learning from that, and based on that, what you learn, you're gonna do some other kind of new build after that on to the next step. We'll just continue to iterate. Um, but but really focused on on this product, mm-hmm. on the wireless retail sales product, because um, I think when we talked last week, it was this method of learning, I think, could be anywhere and everywhere. Mm-hmm. But the sociology of a distributed workforce, some of these stores have one employee or two employees in the store, and they have, a, they have a practice need. Uh, they have to be in every store, or in every town in the country, because people want to come play with mm-hmm. what's, what's new before they go decide to buy it. They want to ask some questions. So they have to have experts everywhere, mm-hmm. which is a really interesting need. And um, to serve that specifically will take, I think, takes that focus. So we're going to be learning. We know what lo- what works in education, and I played with what works in the classroom. But now what works in engaging people to when they're in a sleepy store at 8.30 at night when no one's walking in um, to choose to take that leap um, and engage in learning. And what we're finding is, um, I think in any field, people really want to get better. Mm-hmm. Like, we are all kind of intrinsically motivated by growth if we can see it. Um, but if it's out of sight, then it's out of mind. And yeah. so um, that's where, I think with any consumer level app, which is how we're designing it, that's everyone's main challenge. So you pitched, uh, we referenced this a little bit ago, you pitched last week at One Million Cups Sacramento, mm-hmm. and as part of each One Million Cups, we ask the presenter what the community can do for them. Yeah. Um, so what can these the Sacramento uh, startup community do to help you and Splore? Um, the thing that will change, that, that will help us learn the most is usership and usership comes from conversations with folks in training roles for wireless retail sales companies so looking to start as many of those conversations as possible whether someone knows somebody who was a a sales rep 
a manager, a district manager, helping us to, to introductions to, to, introductions to yes. get into those conversations. Because when you when somebody sees it, um, I've watched their their head in their hands, just like we need this for we need this for this, we need this for that, we need this for this, we need it now. Um, this is a problem we didn't know we had. We're doing role plays in our stores, but we're not. Where people are practicing random things. I want to know what they're practicing. I want them to practice towards mastery. Um, people get really excited, so we just want to have as much face time okay. as possible. Cool. Um, so, what are some key lessons learned so far in this in this venture? Um, anything critical takeaways that jump to the top of your head? Um, that that's me. Sorry. No. <laughs> um, the need to be patient and perseverant. And I don't know if you're thinking about like specifically from the business side. Um, basically, what if lessons learned for other startups, for other entrepreneurs, um, some some difficult uh, hurdle you had to overcome that, that you know people can learn from the mistakes of others or from the experiences of others. If you have anything that comes to mind that you might be able to give words of wisdom to other founders out there. And maybe this is the teacher in me, the math teacher specifically, but that exponential growth starts out really slow. Um, but it continuously improves. So the ability to say, like, what concrete wins have I had? What, what, how many users do I have? Like, that's a metric that a lot of, uh, that you'll see as you apply, as you work to raise funding or, or, um, or anything else in the startup world. But, like, um, finding a great co-founder, um, getting the opportunity to pitch and have enough people hear about what you're doing, have the, have the, the concept flushed out, um, Every single piece of growth is worth celebrating, mm-hmm. appreciating, it's appreciating. So yeah, because it all grows on itself um, by definition as you compound growth. And I think when people think of the word exponential growth, they think of they think of this side of the yeah, thing. But there's a but pretty to, long horizontal slide. Yeah. First. Um, and as I look back on the last year. Um, I've grown, the concept has grown, this becomes more and more likely every day to make a large change in how people think about learning and teaching. Um, so look forward to seeing what it looks like in 10, 15, 20 yeah, years, yeah. but right now I just have to celebrate today. Any words of advice for other founders who are just starting, well, let's, let's rephrase that a little bit. A lot of people have ideas, but they don't pursue them. Um, what do you think is critical to go from just the idea to getting over the hurdle or the reticence to do anything about it to pursuing that passion that dream that you've got um, talk about it a lot mm-hmm. yeah you mentioned that earlier where you said you talked with all your friends and whatnot and got them excited about that mm-hmm. um, how did that how, what was that process like I guess it was nice that I had 150 students coming through my classroom oh, that yeah, I got okay. to talk about with and see their early reaction and uh-huh. um, that was kind of market validation then huh? yeah um, and that I think that's the biggest you need that first yes so there's a TED talk called um, about how to build a movement and it's three minutes long if people haven't seen it like it's three minutes to sit down it's awesome um, but they talk about it, like a one lone nut and then as soon as they, they have another person the first the first person to come and follow can turn a nut <laughs> into a movement um and so to find that first person to give it like to give you a, a yes, they might not be the person next to you. They might not be your spouse. They may not be your best friend. Because you might have an idea in a specific industry. Go talk to people in that industry. People aren't, for the most part, people aren't going to steal your idea. Um, 
what you just said is a lot of people have ideas and they don't follow through with them. Mm -hmm. Because that's so true, the person you tell probably isn't going to follow right. through on your idea yeah. either. But they, all, they might hear your enthusiasm and want to, and, and know somebody who might want to talk, but who, who can help in this way or that way. Um, so going out and talking to people made all kinds of connections and, and helped validate it in your own mind at least and mm -hmm. gave you more enthusiasm to talk to about it on a larger stage, to yeah. talk about it here with you. Like this, um, a year ago, if you're like, what are you doing with your kids in your class? Like, I guess I still probably like to talk about it, but um, it can, it's, especially when things are against the group. When things are early and you've fleshed them out for yourself, you know how they will live in the world. Um, how to meet people where they are and explain and, and take them to what you came to realize is the biggest, the hardest part about entrepreneurship for me is to, and that's that's teaching. Um, that's good teaching. Mm -hmm. But that's what it takes to bring an idea to the world. I think. Cool. So I always like to ask, um, since this is all about startup Sacramento, Sacramento startup community, what uh, any thoughts on the uh, startup community here in Sacramento? Um, pros, cons. Uh, what do we got going that's going well for us? What do we need here? I feel really lucky to to be a a member of it, even a, a new member of it. I've been, it's been first of all really welcoming. Um, One million cups has been really big for me because um, something during the day. I've got a, a two year old at home, and so when when I I do work to to work hard during the day, and when when the day is done, I I, I work to be home. Mm -hmm. um, its proximity to the bay is is a Huge value add. I can go, my my, my co-founder is in San Francisco and we work together. I, and I love going down there to there's, to to not learn the lessons of Silicon Valley and to build the startup is to, to cover your eyes um, and run. Um, so to be down there, grab that energy, grab what, grab that wealth of knowledge. Come here, be able to focus, mm -hmm. be able to talk with folks who may, might have even worked down there and come up here. And if, or, or wherever they are, there's a lot of experience um, to be shared here. Yeah. And I think, and I'm new to it, so it seems like it's it's just beginning. But maybe maybe it's been here forever, and I just haven't seen it because I've been sitting in my in my high school math class. Uh, but I'm excited cool. about it. Awesome. Any other last thoughts you'd like to share? Um, no, not at this time. I guess um, I hope to. Uh, if, if people have questions about it, reach out. I'm at uh, mikeexplore.co. Um, and um, again, the more we talk about it, the more it grows. So if you if people know folks who have any interest in any of what we're talking about, reach out and let's help it grow. Okay, thanks, Mike. Thank you.